0: Harlem, a place where jazz legends were born, where the Harlem Renaissance redefined American culture, and where Marjorie Elliott's apartment living room has become a Sunday retreat for the musical arts. A friend of mine came across Marjorie's place purely by accident while taking a vacation in New York City a few years back. What they discovered in this tiny apartment was both beautiful and inspirational. So what is it about this unique place that that Marjorie has created that's captured the hearts of so many people in the U.S. and draws tourists from around the world. Here's a hint. For Marjorie, it's very personal. Welcome to That's Life, I Swear. This podcast is about life's happenings in this world that conjure up such words as intriguing, frightening, life-changing, inspiring, and more. I'm Rick Barron, your host. That's it. Here's the rest of this story. One evening, a friend of mine was watching the NBC Evening News. The news show always closes with a unique story. Well, it turns out that this story was about to surprise my friend. The news clip talked about a lady who holds weekly jazz concert in Harlem, in her living room apartment. No sooner did he watch the story unfold that he jumped out of his chair and shouted out loud, I was there. Later, my friend told me about this place, and I was immediately intrigued. My friend explained to me that a few years back, he made a visit to New York City to see friends he hadn't seen for quite a while. While there, they took him around some of the key hotspots. You know, Times Square, Central Park, Broadway. Seeing all these areas was cool, but my friend wanted to see places that were unique and void of large crowds of people. His friends looked at him and said, We've got just the spot. They took a drive north to Harlem. This area that's nestled in Upper New York is known internationally as the Black Mecca of the world. Harlem is home to many races and ethnic groups, including Dutch, Irish, German, Italian, and Jewish. Harlem is known for its civil rights history, soul food, and thriving music scene. Harlem is also attracting a new wave of travelers keen to appreciate the community and the culture of New York's most influential black neighborhood. Walking around the neighborhood, my friend found himself on Edgecombe Avenue. Turns out this was the street his friends wanted him to see. As they were walking, they then stopped in front of an apartment building on 555 Edgecombe Avenue. My friend wasn't sure why they stopped walking. And no sooner did he finish that thought, he heard the reason why they stopped. Jazz music was drifting out of the apartment building. And it was here that my friend would meet Marjorie Elliott. My friend explained the setting to me. Walking up to apartment 3F in St. Frank, you enter a very small apartment. I mean, the living room and kitchen combined was about 15 feet by 12 feet. A quick count showed about 50 chairs were crammed together for guests to sit. Those who didn't get a seat were welcome to stand in the narrow hallway along with people who were already sitting. I mean, we're talking tight quarters here, but the environment in her apartment was very intimate. On the hallway walls are photos of past players who have come to celebrate their instruments, that being violin, piano, guitar, trumpet, and more. In addition to that, there was various newspaper clippings of write-ups about Marjorie and her parlor entertainment Harlem over the years. After hearing this story, I jumped into researching more on who Mary Elliott was. I knew investigating Marjorie and her Sunday jazz retreat would be fun for me as I just love jazz. I mean, some of the artists I like to listen to stem from Miles Davis, John Coltrane, Kendrick Scott Oracle, and Jasmine Horn. During my research, I discovered that Marjorie Elliott has been hosting these free jazz concerts at her apartment since 1993. Every Sunday which makes it about 30 years. She calls her series Parlor Entertainment Harlem, and it has become a beloved institution in the community. Elliot's concerts are known for their intimate setting, high-quality musicians, and an atmosphere that makes everyone feel very welcome. Now, she's not missed a sunny performance since 1993, rain, snow, or shine. Now, over the years, Marjorie has received a handful of noise complaints from neighbors but nothing that has stopped her from moving forward. Personally, if Marjorie were ever to stop, I'm sure the tenants of the apartment building would most likely miss it. Now, Marjorie is very petite, with big, wiry red hair, is a long-time Harlem resident, jazz musician, actress, playwright, and teacher. She established a children's theater and worked with students at PS128 a New York Public School. To make ends meet, Marjorie played piano in nursing homes, hospitals, and colleges. She wanted so much to create a space where people could come together to enjoy jazz music and appreciate the rich culture of Harlem. Her living room is very small, but somehow she just manages to pack it up to 50 people or more every Sunday. The concerts are free and open to all, and donations are appreciated. When Marjorie started out, she only wanted to spend time in her apartment to write and produce music. Nothing more. For Marjorie, her apartment was her Carnegie Hall. To understand why Marjorie devotes herself to this unique musical undertaking and the story behind her jazz shows, one must dig deep into her background, motivations, and the cultural significance of her living room concerts. Let's take a look at the background. Marjorie Elliott, born in 1930, grew up surrounded by the rich cultural heritage of Harlem. As I was surfing through all the information I could find about this lady, I found a very interesting tidbit. Her father, Clarence Williams Jr., was a jazz pianist and composer, while her mother, Ruth Ellington, was a sister of the legendary Duke Ellington. I guess you can see where Marjorie got the good genes for music. As for her motivation to create this unique Sunday music jazz retreat for all to hear every Sunday was bittersweet inspiration. The musical retreat for jazz musicians was started in the memory of her son, Philip, a gifted saxophonist. He passed away in 1992 from kidney failure. Philip died on a Sunday. Marjorie started the program in her son's memory, but also to help deal with the loss and absorb the tears. Now, if Philip's loss wasn't pain enough, she lost two other sons nine years apart. Michael, 47, fell ill with meningitis. His health collapsed and he died in 2006. Alfred died in 2015 due to heart failure. After dealing with the tragic passing of her three sons, Marjorie found comfort in the soothing power of music and decided to share that feeling and healing experience with her community. She opened her home to jazz artists, offering them a warm, welcoming space to perform. Her apartment became a sanctuary for artists and enthusiasts alike, reminiscent of the Harlem's Renaissance spirit of artistic expression and community unity. During that span of 23 years dealing with the loss of three sons, one wonders where she found the strength to start her musical retreat and keeps going to this day. The Sunday sessions, in a way, help her deal with the loss every day. I guess you could call her a steel magnolia. Marjorie's commitment to hosting these two-hour jazz concerts every Sunday afternoon is a testament to her enduring passion for music and her dedication to her son's memory. She understands the power of jazz, not just as a genre of music, but as a source of hope, joy, and healing. In a world where music becomes a commercial commodity, Marjorie's parlor jazz serves as a reminder of the pure essence of jazz. Today, people who visit her apartment to listen to Sonny's jazz look around the small apartment and see pictures of the three sons she has lost. In addition, there are various newspaper clippings of write-ups about Marjorie and her parlor apartment over the years. There's a history in this apartment without question. Marjorie's concerts have featured some of the biggest names in jazz, including Wynton Marcellus, Granford Marcellus, no relation, and Regina Carter. She also showcases up-and-coming artists, giving them a platform to perform their music. Elliot is very passionate about supporting young artists, and she believes that Harlem is a great place for them to devote their talent. There's also an annual two-day outdoor jazz concert every August at the Morris Jamel Mansion, which is called Jazz at the Mansion, held by Marjorie, which is the oldest building in Manhattan, and across the street from where she lives. Over the years, Marjorie's living room concerts have attracted a diverse and loyal audience, including locals, tourists, and even known jazz artists who appreciate the authenticity and the intimacy of the setting. Her commitment to keeping the shows free and open to the public reflects her sincere desire to make jazz accessible to all, regardless of their financial circumstances. In a city where entertainment can be expensive, Marjorie's concerts offer a rare opportunity for people to experience world-class jazz without any barriers. Beyond the music itself, Marjorie's Parlor jazz concerts have become a symbol of community cohesion and cultural preservation in Harlem. In a neighborhood facing rapid gentrification and the potential of having its historical roots erased, Marjorie Elliott's living room stands as a symbol of resistance. Her home has been a sanctuary for jazz enthusiasts. It's a place where the spirit of the Harlem Renaissance continues to thrive. Marjorie Elliott's Parlor Jazz Series is not just about two hours of live music in her apartment living room. It's a celebration of the enduring power of jazz, and a tribute to the cultural heritage of Harlem. Her dedication to preserving the essence of this uniquely American art form, while also fostering a sense of community, is nothing short of inspirational. So why does this story matter? Elliot says she hosts the concerts because she loves jazz music and she wants to share it with others. She also believes that music can bring people together and create a sense of community. She said, and I quote, I want to create a space where people can come together and enjoy good music, regardless of the background or social economic status, end quote. In my book, for me, it's a moment in time you can't miss. It's two hours that will take you away from thinking about what's happening in our cockamamie world. Yes, 120 minutes of pure bliss is uniquely genuine for your heart, mind, and soul. What can we learn from this story? What's the takeaway? Marjorie Elliott's story reminds us that music has the power to heal, unite, and erase boundaries, and that true passion can create a lasting legacy that enriches the lives of countless individuals. As long as Marjorie continues to open her home to jazz artists and enthusiasts, the heartbeat of Harlem's jazz scene will continue to echo through her living room, serving as a testament to the enduring spirit of this iconic neighborhood. Somewhere, her mom, the great Duke Ellington, and her three sons are looking down at her with big smiles. Well, there you go, my friends. That's life. I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website, which you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts for show notes, calling out key pieces of content mentioned in the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening and your interest. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.